I have to apologize for the sound quality. That's my fault completely. I thought it was all to blame on Instagram Live where we did it on. So go follow her at I am Jacqueline at. But it was actually the headset I used, which was busted. Uh, it was already broken. I should not have used that. I didn't know that until I listened back to the audio. So it's a lot of... I did my best to salvage it. That's why it took a while. So in advance, I just want you to know that it's not her fault. It is my fault. And I'm taking the blame entirely because this episode is so chock full of information. As far as part one, you're going to find out, you know, she's a singer. She's a songwriter, artist. You know, she's um, married now. She's a proud wife. She is a nanny, formerly of 14 years, now officially a duola or a duola. I'm not doing it on purpose, Jacqueline. I'm sorry. I apologize. It's just the word still confuses me a little bit because of how much is involved with it. Also, it's still the first time, you know, since I interviewed you, since I've even said it, you know, back to hear myself like that, too. But a duola, just picture it like it's someone that coaches you into having your baby in your arms safe and sound. That's her job. She's not delivering the baby. She's just kind of guiding you through the whole process to make sure it's um, smooth sailing, pretty much. Uh, literally, no pun intended, with the baby coming out of the mother once delivered and such. Uh, but yeah, check her out. I am at I am Jacqueline, excuse me, on all the socials, uh, everywhere you can find her. She's got great stuff coming too, as you'll see in this episode, part one, and then part two next week, which will follow... And again, I'll probably have to apologize for the sound as well, too. I did my best to salvage it. I'm a dummy. I'm an idiot. I should have checked beforehand to make sure the gear was working. It wasn't. But I did not want to sacrifice this episode or part two either, just for the sake of how much information you get out of her and how much she does in an everyday compared to one I'm able to probably do, hopefully, in a year in comparison. That means I suck. She's great. That's why I had her on as a guest. Check her out again at I am Jacqueline everywhere you can find her. And, you know, if you feel like throwing me a bone, you know, getting back to charity, you know, because I'm bald you know, and everything, angry and dumb. Um, at who this is one everywhere, socials, YouTube, Twitch, all that good stuff. And yeah, stay tuned. Here's part one. But yeah, I, I'm a birth doula. You're a birth doula. Yes, that is the part that really... Not to say that anything else, part of your credentials didn't, like, stand out to me already, but that was kind of like the icing on the cake as far as, like, I got to talk to her because I'm like, I never heard that term before, to be honest. Um, I don't think I'm anywhere near having ch uh, children heavily involved in my life, so it'll be a first time for me learning firsthand from a doula expert like yourself. So you are a wife. You're a pop artist yourself. As you mentioned, you're a doula. You're a nanny. You're the founder of another page you run, uh, Mental Health Songwriter Nights yeah. in Nashville. And yeah. uh, obviously with that, a mental health advocate. And by the way, oh yeah, because you feel like getting a model on top of that too. <laughs> so let's not forget that part either. Because we do like to talk about everything you listed. You got to talk about your music as well. I uh, really like that uh, new single you got out now, Pretend. Thank the song you. in the video. Thank you so much. And of course... Um, have I been getting your name right? Is Jacqueline? Fairly close. Jacqueline. Jacqueline. Perfect. That's perfect. That's it. Jacqueline. Yeah. yeah. So in that case, where does that originate from, that name? My name? Um, so it is the Albanian version of the French name Jacqueline, um, ah. which I like for the longest time. I was like, oh, my name means like knowledgeable and wisdom because when I was younger, my mom like 
I don't know who told her that, but like she she got somebody like to print it out on this like piece of paper, and I would be like, look, my name says Jaquina, and it means wisdom because of this piece of paper that my mom had it all printed out on. But whenever I would like do research on it, nothing really showed up. So then I did even deeper research, and I'm like, okay, well. I know Jacqueline is the Albanian version of Jacqueline. So what is the root name of Jacqueline? And then I discovered that that was Jacob. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And Jacob's from the Bible. And like, I was just like, so basically, my name is the feminine Albanian version of Je- of Jacob. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, okay. cool. <laughs> wow, that um, is uh, much more than expected just from, I would have never guessed, obviously, because of the Z and the H starting off with. So that would have thrown me off completely. Yeah. So that's where the like Albanian spelling kind of kicks in. So my mom's side of the family is Albanian. Uh, um, so yeah, my name's Albanian. Nice. Well, good to know. I mean, I guess you can loosely associate yourself. You got that in common with the Kardashians. Whenever they announce their Albanian roots, I guess, right? I don't, I guess, I don't know. I actually don't know a whole lot about the Kardashians, to be honest with you. Um, so they're that. Albanian. <laughs> I have a friend that's like really obsessed with them, but I don't really know a whole lot. But that's really cool if they're Albanian. I know Dua Lipa's Albanian, so that's Dua cool. Li- you got a big trump card right there with Dua Lipa. Yeah, and she's proud of it too. She'll flex that whenever she has to. <laughs> I'm proud of it. I'm like, ooh, <laughs> we're both Albanian. <laughs> So that's really cool because you know I just feel like as far as like global superstars and all of that you don't hear a lot of like Albanian ones so like the fact that Dua Lipa is like up there and a lot of people know her and respect her I'm like she's Albanian <laughs> that's really cool <laughs> that is cool I mean she she might be the first one I guess musically speaking right that, that's Albanian representing like that on a larger scale on that level I think, I think, I'd, I mean, I would probably have to do a little more research to 100% confirm, but my my guess is yes, guess. <laughs> I, I don't think it gets much higher than her anyway at this point now, so good for Dua Lipa. Yeah. And I guess maybe it's meant to be, you know, she's Albanian, Dua Lipa, I'm not sure if that's a real name or just stage name, but you're a Dua so, you know, Dua Lipa, maybe that can balance itself out to work in your favor with your career too. Or yeah. she'll be like, She'll stumble upon, you know, what what your title is, and they'd be like, hey, that kind of sounds like me, Dua Lipa, maybe I should work with it. And, oh, you're Albanian, I'm Albanian, hey, what's up? Let's make some music already. Maybe, maybe. Who, if the stars align, we'll see. <laughs> that would be um, awesome. Yeah, 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 it would be cool to meet her. I like her music a lot. Um, and then I, another one just dawned on me, um, BB Rexa. She's another one that's um, also Albanian. You know, we'll get to everything pretty much you do because you got a lot to put into detail and perspective as far as it seems like a Rolodex, your resume pretty much, everything you do and you're currently active in. But um, why not start off with the one that kind of stood out to me, which is you're a, now am I saying this correctly, doula? A du- doula? Doula. 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 Birth doula. Okay. A birth yeah. doula. Yeah, so that's actually... Um, the newest addition to what I do. Um, so I've been a, a professional nanny for a while, and I've been nannying for a total of 14 years this year. Um, and I really fell in love with the childcare industry for multiple reasons. One of the reasons, obviously, is because of the kids. They're really awesome. I love kids. Um, and I really enjoyed watching them grow and helping them be a part of or being a part of like helping them 
through their milestones and their developments and like just all the things that kids go through as they're growing up i just think it's the coolest thing mm. to be to experience and to watch um but i also really love like just the family aspect of it too like through being a nanny i've gotten close with so many families um and specifically the moms of course like i feel like i'm i like become really good friends with all the moms that i've worked for um so in that experience i've learned a lot about these moms birth stories i've learned about like a lot of traumatic experiences that these moms have had um so there's another mom that um i became friends with and she was telling me how um she was like really allergic to a specific material and she had put it on the birth plan that she did not want this material um to be near her and the nurses neglected the nurse the um birth plan and still um applied that material on her and um her husband ended up speaking up and saying like hey like i my wife is allergic to this and she had a severe allergic reaction and she was like if i had had like a doula there like the doula would have been the middle person to be like hey like like my job isn't to speak up um for the person it's to speak up to, like for the person to be aware that that's an opportunity for them to say wait a minute do i need that so that they can advocate for themselves because like a lot of people think like doulas advocate for the mom and i think like sometimes it can come across that way but i see it more as i'm helping the mom advocate for themselves because i feel like I did a good job if the mom is looking back and like seeing feeling empowered by her birth experience feeling like she um she was not knowledgeable of all of her options she was she said like yes because she really meant it she was asked these questions and like she was just aware of the whole process versus like a lot of times in the delivery room like doctors are just doing stuff and they're not they're not yeah. telling you why so like my job is to just be like hold on to like and then i like look at like when something comes up that i that i know like the mom might not we could because we talk about it before before we go into um into delivery but i know like the mom has told me like oh i don't think i want to do that like i don't think i want an episiotomy i don't think i want um i don't think i want any med drugs or whatever and like the doctor's like i'm going to do this it's like hold on one second um how do you feel about this are you comfortable with that and then the mom gets to say like do i need this like approach as a doula so i don't i'm not like totally against like medicinal uh medicinal interventions i actually value them and i see them as a safety net and i also think that there's no shame in wanting to use them if that's what you feel like is going to give you the best birth experience for you um i just don't think that it's healthy to pressure anyone to do it if they don't feel like it's necessary or don't need it or don't want it or any of those mm. things. So, um sometimes like um in my recent birth, um the mom like wanted to go all natural and she did up until like she pushed the baby out and then like there were several several medical interventions that like had to happen because the way I describe it is it's a safety net. So I know we don't always want these things to happen, but right. sometimes like it's like a matter of like life or death and you have like a, like a couple seconds to decide it's like you need it um 
And that's where, like, I think also having a birth doula is important because, like, when things don't go the way that you thought they would or envisioned they would, you have that extra support there. And your partner has that extra support there because it's a lot on your partner as well. Trauma is, is traced back to as early as being in the womb. So if, like, I can be a part of a process that helps, like, healthier births and healthier babies and start that from the get-go and helps women have like more empowered healthier births and like feel like they've had a more successful birth than maybe some of their past births like that's what I want to keep doing um and a lot of these women that I've been connecting with since I started doing this have been so inspiring to me just it's really the coolest job like it's so inspiring Mm. to see a woman do something that she's like I don't know how I'm gonna push this baby out and then she does it's like the coolest thing ever like women really are like superheroes we are a really major support role like that's the biggest thing that we do like I'm not a doctor I'm not the one catching the baby pulling the baby out I'm not a nurse but I am a lot like a lot of people do compare us to being like pregnancy and birth coaches because we do like a lot of breathing exercises and all of that a lot of compassion a lot of empathy um and then i offer informative support which which is really important because that's where like research comes in me being resourceful me reaching out to like my network and trying to find answers for my clients and also trying to connect them with people and and, like resources that they need and value for their birth plan um you just have that additional help which is great because there's so much that goes like you don't even realize that's important that you need when you're going to have a baby um and then physical support so like that's Mm. probably the one that like during the actual delivery like when the baby's coming like that's the one that can feel the most like taxing because like you're you're on the whole time like between like helping mom move um giving her massages like i use a lot of like essential oils if the mom is like open to that once that um you know the breathing exercises i would also consider that a form of physical support because you're helping them like do something physical that's meant to like help relax and regulate their bodies um so there's a lot of physical support that goes into it and like i learned all of these different awesome like um massages and different birth positions that like really help either ease pain or help like push baby out a little bit more regularly which is really interesting because um not every mom is going to feel comfortable in the same position like some moms like will literally push their baby out when they're squatting and then other moms like can totally do it laying on their back and then other ones like want to do it while they're leaning like over something like a chair or the bed like it's really interesting like it's different for everybody um and i think like one of one of the things that i'm learning since i started this career um is really like helping moms listen to their body and be attuned with their bodies and their baby because like you can read all the books you want you can watch all the movies you want all the documentaries all the things like you have to be like as in tune as you can be with your own body because it's not going to be a hundred percent the same as anyone else's experience there might be aspects of it and at the end of the day i still think it's really good to like read the books and watch the documentaries and all of that because there's a lot of valuable information that you'll implement in some way i just wouldn't like take it as like a hundred percent like the way that they described it that's how it's going to be for me i would more so like everything you learn take it in pieces and figure out where those pieces belong for your story. So yeah. Mm.
uh, honest question. I think you said in my notes that you had your first delivery in February. February, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Have you had any yeah. since then, or was it just so far? I have. Um, I'm planning on having a few more this year. Okay. Um, I am currently very focused on my music right now. So the spring has been booked out for music videos, shows. Um, I have a really big uh, mental health songwriters night coming out in May. Um, there was something you had brought up where you were like wondering how I like kind of balance all of this like in our DMs. Yeah. And a lot of that, it really like I'm, the way I'm kind of going into this is like seeing it as like different seasons are for different air avenues of my work so like uh, certain seasons will be more doula focused other seasons are going to be more like music focused and then there's different aspects of the music because there's there's like seasons for like performing for me and then there's seasons where it's more of like me writing my music and putting it out and doing like co-writes and writing songs for other artists and things like that um because if you're trying to do all of that at once it's gonna be a circus <laughs> I, I can imagine yeah. so I have to like I have like a planner um, like I really during COVID I got myself incredibly organized I also got married um, and like planned my whole wedding and all of that which like that really like helped me be a lot better at organizing as well because I didn't have a whole lot of help through that so like having to plan a wedding is no joke but since then I've kind of like just stayed that way like planner every year um and I, I like my whole calendar it's like I, I have all these different like blocks for like what I'm doing at what time because um I just think it, if you're going to move forward in any of your goals you have to really like plan it out um instead of winging it like I used to I used to wing a lot of things and now I'm like really trying to get better and better every year about like how I do like the process of how I do everything and I'm learning that it's allowed me to grow and be a lot more successful with my goals for instance like with my last birth I was also like we worked as a team it wasn't like I took over the partner's role um I will say a huge benefit of having a doula is like for for moms out there who don't have a partner who don't have anybody that can be there like a doula is someone who would be able to be there um and and that's like you know not just anybody that would be there that's somebody who like has studied this field and they know a lot about births and they trained to be a doula and like a support role in the birth room the birth partners need a lot of support too um and they're often not trained and they don't know um how to respond to certain things and on top of that like they're being affected like if they see their wife in pain and like they're like you know being a affected by that they don't know what to do it's like nice to have somebody there to also offer them emotional support you know and like if they get they've been up all night massaging their wife massaging her feet helping her move doing birthing positions they'd like to have an hour of like a nap or something like okay cool like let me tap in and i'll be the one doing it and like mm. it's just having another like support role there um but instead of it just kind of being like a friend or another family member it's someone who like knows about this industry knows about this field and is trained to be a support role for this specific experience i mean i'm married 
and my husband is incredibly supportive and like so sweet and very like I just know he's going to be so involved when my time comes I'm still going to want a doula mm, okay so a doula for a doula yeah that makes sense I mean you I'm know. still going to want a doula because yeah. I really think that I think I think that like every birth should have a doula um because so the nurses are very focused on the medical aspect of things and very focused on the baby um, and making sure baby is healthy, baby is okay. And then your doctor, you know, saying that your doctor that you have been seeing, your OB that you've been seeing since you're that pregnant, like if they can make it, right? Like hopefully they can because babies come when they want to come, yeah. um, <laughs> you know. Um, which a lot of times they do. Like my last birth, like her OB was able to be there and she was so grateful for that. But they're literally there for the delivery. So it's right. like, you know, and then after, like you have different nurses rolling around, like not rolling around, but like rolling through the room and like you don't have the same nurse the entire time. Um, so just having like this one person there that's a supportive role that's been a part of the entire process that knows everything that's been going on and can even help explain it to like, the new nurses coming into the room like I, re I worked a lot as a team with the other nurses in the birth room and that felt really cool like oh we need socks okay I'm gonna go run out and grab some socks from the people at the front table and like you go get blankets for her and like you know it just felt so good and then yeah like I just think it's like a it's a it's a role in a team-based environment and mine is primarily focusing on the mother so like where everyone else is really like, I mean, it's not like they don't care about the mom, but they're very focused on the baby and like the medical aspects of that and making sure that the baby comes out alive. I'm very focused on the mom and her needs. Makes total sense. Yeah. So there's I mean, this like, you know, and then like dads, they're just like, everybody's okay, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, I just think it's this like, really valuable um part of a team environment nice i mean from the sound <laughs> of it yeah you are essential to the mom first and foremost but question now would be i guess you said you were a professional nanny mm -hmm. for 14 mm -hmm. years mm -hmm. so how do you make the transition from a nanny into a doula i was just ready like it just felt natural for me like i'm like I could keep nannying for my whole life if I wanted to, but I felt like spiritually for myself, um, so I'm a Christian and I'm really spiritual about a lot of my choices in my life. Um, and spiritually, I just continued to learn more and more about doulas in a way that wasn't like I was going after it. It kind of kept coming to me, if that makes sense, like yeah. a calling in a way. Um, Science if heard, and such. Yeah. Um, and like, I'm really skeptical about that stuff at first. Um, but when it comes up in different ways in so many ways, and then I start to do research about it and like, it all really resonates with my soul. I'm like, wow, this is, this feels really like, um, right. And so I prayed about it for a year. Um, I prayed about it. I did research. I had conversations with other people who had been doing it. Cause I didn't even know what a doula was. Um, before 2020, I didn't know what it was. Um, and I was just like, whoa. And then, okay, this is gonna sound really funny, but it's so, for me, like this ended up being the cherry on top 
I think it was Chris Stapleton was like performing and his wife was supposed to be performing with him at the show and last minute she couldn't make it because she's a doula. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. A songwriter and a doula. And I was like, that feels like me. Like that's, that's me. And so um, I just, again, like that was just like another spiritual confirmation for me that was just like, I could do this if I want to do this. So I did a lot more research on it and um, researched the different doula programs that were available. And I came across Harbor Birth Institute. They're in Franklin, Tennessee. They're amazing. Um, and I was professionally trained by them after having several conversations with them um, about it and like seeing like just like the first time I called them, I was like, so I've been praying about this for a long time, researching it, all this stuff. And I feel like you know, and I've been a nanny for a long time and I just feel myself um, needing to step forward in this like caregiving industry in a way that's going to challenge me. I need it. I need, I need to be challenged. So um, I talked to them for a really long time and I was just like, if you think that I, like, this is a good fit for me, then, you know, I'm going to sign up and do this. And they thought that it, that it was a perfect fit for me. So and it is like I love it. Oh my gosh! After my first birth, it was like the biggest adrenaline rush since I like jumped off a plane and went skydiving. <laughs> like it was incredible. Like amazing, amazing, amazing. Like I didn't even need coffee to stay awake. Like it was that good. I needed coffee after I was done. I will say. Oh, I'm sure you did. Because yeah. I got out of the hospital like middle of the day, and I was just so I was uh, tired and still had other things I had to do. But. During the process, did not need a coffee. How intensive is the training compared to like anything else that would be like a, well, a doula, I mean, specifically? Yeah. Um, so I'm still technically in the certification process. You uh, need to have several births under your under your belt to be fully certified. You need to be fully trained before you can. Well, you don't actually need to be. There's people doing doula work that I haven't been trained, but I would want to. Be trained because um, it's a lot um, so I got I was the full the training process was like a whole weekend like a whole weekend we were in this cute little cabin in Franklin like my training class and we all like went through the entire doula handbook together and did all these different birth positions that we practiced with each other like it's like it was a very intense long weekend where we got all of our training done um, and then since then, it's been a lot of documentaries that I have to watch, a lot of books that I've had to read. Um, there's tests that I have to take. Um, and then there's the actual like doula work that I have to do as well. But on my own outside of that, because I'm, I don't know that I would consider myself a perfectionist, but I really care about doing things well. Um, so I have connected with a lot of other people who have been in this field for way longer than I have um, and just been getting coffee with different doulas and picking their brains and learning from them. I had to go and get um, certified to be able to go into the operation room in case one of my clients needed or wanted a c-section um, for one of the hospitals out here. Like there's all these different things that you don't you don't know like you have to do unless you're doing it. So. That's another thing that I learned yeah. that I was like, oh, that's really cool. Like a lot of, there's a lot of women that I know that are incredible doulas that um, have never had their own kids. Last year, late last year, I think the EP, right? The EP release, yeah. 
And that's 17 Reasons Why 3? Yes. Yeah. Okay, and I and I, I was only able to check out that one, at least on Spotify. I didn't check anywhere else to see if one or two were up anywhere. Okay. But they are. why three in that case? 17 Reasons Why the third time around. So. Yeah, so 17 Reasons Why is a series of EPs that I started releasing in the beginning of 2018. Um, so there's going to be a total of four EPs, and all together it's going to be about 17 songs. Um, and every single song on this project is flipping the script of the series 13 Reasons Why. Have you ever seen that on, I think it was on Netflix, I don't know if it still is. Um, Sounds familiar, but... But essentially the premise is like 13 Reasons Why this person ended up taking their life. Um, so this is like another take on my like mental health advocacy, so I wanted to write and like create this entire project to flip the script and say like these are reasons why you you matter you belong and you are where you're supposed to be um that your life does matter and i chose the number 17 because again on the spiritual i'm a spiritual person mm -hmm. so um the number 17 to me means that you are where you're supposed to be so instead of releasing like an entire album all at once um i felt like it was wiser of me to take all of my creative work and spread it out um, and, and just put, put a little more behind each release and I think that that optimizes like the views, the fan base, like just all of that versus like, you know, especially nowadays, like people's like attention span is yeah. like this, you know, when you release something like you don't want to put like 20 songs out. I don't think you want to put 20 songs out at once because I don't think all those songs are going to be listened to um, the way that they probably deserve to be listened to. So I did it in a very, that was like kind of my like business take on like how I did it. I like to integrate everything that I'm learning and 17, like I'll be releasing the fourth EP. I initially wanted to release it at the end of this year, but it'll probably be next year because mm. I have a huge single that I'm releasing. Mm. Um, another one after pretend this year that involved like a major, major, like four day music video shoot. And there's just Ooh. a lot more going into the promotion and behind the scenes of all of that than I um, had thought. and. It's great, like it's really great, but now I'm having to move around some other things that I had planned, and that includes the fourth um, EP release. So that's either going to be coming out at the end of this year or at some point next year, most likely some point next year. Um, but yeah, so 17 Reasons Why is dedicated towards my mental health awareness, like that every single song on there is either like a personal story or some sort of message that I think is important. Um, in alignment with mental health. I even have songs on there that, um, there's one song called Man With A Gun, which is about my personal experience with a shooting that I experienced in 2014. Um, that was like super traumatizing. And it took me until 2017 to write about it. Um, like there's really powerful songs on, on this project. And that one's in the first EP. But yeah, I released the third one, the third EP, um, in December. But then you end off with Let's Go to the Park, which was kind of just a, 
that kind of left feel for me once I was already getting through the first three because it's like kind of happy, cheery, boppy. Yeah. And I thought since you're a dueler too, you know, it seems like you got the uh, the chops for a to maybe do like kids songs. So once you're like the total package, you're there for the mom before that born, the child was born, you got the kids songs ready for them to you know, put on replay. Like you could be there. Um, what's the one the kids love right now so much? Like Coco Melon or all the other kids, <laughs> things like that. Yes. Yeah all the shows all the although a lot of moms are not a fan of coco melon <laughs> oh i thought yes, i thought the one that like coco melon <laughs> i thought the one that moms didn't like was peppa pig maybe that one too um but definitely coco melon coco melon's on a lot of moms radar of don't show my kids so i would think now because the meme is mostly like coco melons like kind of traumatizing because they have it on an endless loop all day the kids they just won't stop watching it us TV like in general. <laughs> well, I mean, TV. kids when the kids with a tablet now, as I'm sure you know, yeah. the moms will tell you in the future, like that's like there's no way of getting them off for that. They're like super glued to it. Well, we have to we have to work hard then, like as as the their caretakers to make sure we're intentional about making sure they like they learn how to be present and not glued to a device all the time. That's what. Did that's you part have of any of that? Job. Did you have any of that um, before you transitioned to a doula while you were still in any? Like, oh yeah, which I mean, if you do some like if you are creative and you like have a fun day planned out for the kids, like you just got to keep them busy. They get bored. I got bored too when I was a kid. Like, I think it's like just important to make sure that you're doing things that um, keep them engaged. Otherwise, like it is going to be challenging to get them off the TV. But yeah. When you say you like kids, do you mean like you actually like kids enough to make your career as in doing both? Or I like kids as long as they're not my own and then you go home, you know. Oh, I definitely, I definitely want to have kids. You do? Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, maybe just one, probably not more, okay. more than two, but I definitely want to have kids. Um, my husband and I talk about it all the time. Ideally, would it be just one or how many do you have in mind? Ideally, you know, I don't know. It's hard funny because when I was, I was just telling a friend of mine this, when I was younger, um, I used to think I would be like married by 21 with three kids by the time I turned 25 and like I didn't get married until I was 28, <laughs> going on 29, I think, um, if I remember correctly, wait, yes, <laughs> yes, um, math, and then like, you know, like, and we want to have kids, but we'd like to like, be a little more prepared. I don't think we'll be fully ready whenever that time comes, but we'd like to be a little more prepared in certain areas of our lives before we bring a kid into the world, so. And I mean, going back to the music too, the latest single is Pretend that yeah. you released back in February with the video and the single. Uh, I was watching the video and it was really kind of like, I had to watch it again twice Mm -hmm. along with the song just to make sure i got it and hopefully i did so is pretend kind of like you referring to how we pretend in our daily lives to be okay because of the three scenarios you got the uh you're in the you're amongst a group of people you're then in the room with the guy and then you end with the uh, i'm assuming the divorced parents kind of you in the middle kind of like being the gel that kind of holds them together hoping that all in all just pretend i'm okay and it'll be okay um, so that is really, uh, you are on the right path. Um, 
it's about, about the ways that we pretend to be someone like somebody that usually we're not to fit in with these different groups it's the ways that we seek acceptance that are not authentic um and one of those ways is i i really believe a, a, that a lot of people will pretend to be okay when they're really not okay part of the message of this is like to is to take like your mental health seriously and to look at the patterns because when you follow that pattern, whether it's in the realm of your friendship or friendships or like um, romantic life, uh, family, there's something linear there and you can really follow. And again, this is all because of all the therapy and like work that I've done. This is not something I just came up with uh, like by myself. This is, this is truly from all of the healing and support that I have chosen to integrate into my well-being um, and life. But when you follow that, like you can, you can get to a lot of the core issues that like made you believe like you needed to seek this false sense of acceptance. Um, and I just think that when you get there and you work on it and you and you work on healing that, like I don't think healing is linear. I think like it's this like messy situation but it is very possible and you just have to stay the path and as you heal different things that i just i always feel like it's like i feel it in my body they say like we carry trauma in our body so when i heal certain parts of my trauma i can truly feel it like like leave my body do you think maybe still there's more we got to do as far as like taking it seriously oh my god are we doing way more definitely yeah, yeah I'd like, say so still. well and it's not all their fault either so i mean i i don't think that the government and society and the people who have a lot of money are exactly helping because mental health care is so not as accessible as it should be um so in in it's just really challenging because it's like you know i'm not trying to point a finger here but like we need to make like mental health care accessible like if we if i think that if it was destigmatized and it was accessible um and people actually respected it i just feel like we would really like get along better i'm not saying world peace over here but i do think like people would get along better i do think that we would resolve a lot of issues healthier, um, you know, and just people would feel more satisfied with their lives. Um, but that's 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 gonna take like the whole village, the whole village. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, everybody getting involved. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so when like you know, I'm here doing my part. Um, I can't force anybody else to do it. I can't force anyone to do anything. Like I, I believe in free will, so I'm not trying to like, you know, make anybody do anything. It's one thing to say like that mental health needs to be destigmatized and more accessible. It's another thing to actually be doing it. So yeah. I think, I mean, it all starts with a conversation, like anything, just talking to people and being willing to like listen um, and also like encourage people that like it's healthy to care about how you feel absolutely it's vital absolutely because just like you care for whoever you work with as a doula it's it all starts with you know looking on the inside working on the outer too yeah it all reflects yeah yeah it really does 
So being a person of faith, though, um, have you been a lifelong Christian or did you become one along the way? Or I have not been a lifelong Christian. I was agnostic most of my life. My mom's <laughs> side of the family is Muslim and oh, my okay. dad's side is Catholic primarily. Um, and I wasn't really, I wouldn't say I was raised religious, um, but I was taught that there is a God. I just didn't really know a lot about him. Mm -hmm. Um, and I didn't come to know Jesus until I was 23. Um, and I would say like, just on a personal spiritual note, like that he has been pursuing me my whole life. Um, it just took like all these different things to line up for me to see to see, see that um and to believe it um and yeah so I've been, I've been a Christian now for going on eight years seven or eight hmm. years yeah I'm turning 31 eight years now before so, you became sorry but now before you became a Christian were you already going through therapy or you're dealing with your mental health or I had been in a, in and out of therapy um I wouldn't say I was consistent with it I wasn't I wasn't consistent with my health um I wasn't really consistent with a lot to be honest with you I was just trying to figure my life out um you know my going through the third divorce in my family with like my parents like my dad's been divorced twice my mom going through like it's just a lot of different mm. stuff and then like um i was i was i graduated from college and trying to figure out what i was going to do with this degree that costs a lot of money <laughs> um and like you know being an adult out of college looks very different from being an adult in college um so it's just like a lot all these different stressors and um i had a few people around me that continued to invite me to church and i went to church and it wasn't like all, all of my stress and like like went away and all of my problems were answered it wasn't like that it was more so like i realized i wasn't alone and i had never been alone and like that's the game changer for me along the path as far as you developing your relationship as a christian and such mm -hmm. i've i've heard about it before i've seen it in my own family before like people like line themselves with a certain faith if the topic of mental health or therapy comes up it's like oh don't do that just pray on it instead uh, have you oh, encountered yeah. that at all or yeah i encounter it that's called spiritual bypassing um <laughs> <laughs> so i do think prayer is really important um, one of the reasons I think it's important is because that is us inviting God into our situations because I think God is a gentleman um, and I think that he cares. He will knock and he will be there, but he's not going to force himself upon you. Right. Um, so I think prayer is like that medium to invite him into your situations. I also think that um, there's a lot of responsibility that an agency that we're given, but a lot of responsibility on us. Like there's this saying where like, um, somebody was like on top of like the roof of the house and it flooded and they kept praying for God to save them. And like God, and there was like three boats that passed the house. And like the guy was like, God, you never came to save me. And he's like, I sent you three boats. Like, why didn't you get on one of the boats? Like it's very practical. Like I think that, um, 
I do think that it's important to be pragmatic yep. um, in life, and I do think that God gave us a brain for a reason um, yep. to use it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you would hope so, most do, but some surprisingly don't. Yeah, um, I, I think it's important to incorporate the different gifts that God put a lot, a lot into for us to use. Like, he's like, I already gave you a brain like why don't you like use it <laughs> like just simple like just that's really um yeah there's a lot of times that I've had a lot of friends like pray about things that they did nothing for I'm like you keep praying about this but what have you actually done to like make it happen and they're like I just feel like it's just you know it's just gonna happen for me then like God's gonna make it yeah. obvious I'm like okay let me know how that goes <laughs> right praying for that phone call praying for someone to knock on their door just because they're praying on it yeah and I mean, I do think miracles are possible. I think that we are miracles. I think, I mean, I think that even using your your brain and like, you know, just like the fact that like, I can put my thumb up like this, like something that simple is a miracle. Like, I don't think, you know, I just, I feel like we minimize the miracle that is the breath that we breathe into our lungs. Like, and I feel like the more we lean into like how special our lives are, the more we realize how much God has already gifted us. Hmm. And I think that, to be totally honest with you, prayer is mostly important for us to develop a deeper relationship with God versus this, like, let me rub the genie and, like, get him <laughs> to answer my, you know, get him to do the things I want him to do. It's more so about, like, understanding who he is and just having that personal connection with him. Um, and he helps you better understand the truth through that connection and who you are too. Yeah, because I, I mean, it would be more like prayer without any footwork is pointless if you get nowhere, right? Yep, that's, I mean, that's scripture. Not that yeah, exact exactly. wording, but, but, but the message, yeah. yeah. Yo, it's over, all right? It's over, it's over. Yeah. Move the mic, move the mic. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Yeah.